Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said in stone's day, the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. Yeah, man. So speaking of cars, I just got one myself and I'm pretty nice. excited about it. Yeah. And uh, I know we were, it's not an electric vehicle, but they were too expensive. So no, you know, it's like, you. it's like I a trade off, dude, because it's like you're trying to save money and fuel, but then you're going to spend $20,000 more on the vehicle itself. In the long run, are you saving that much money on, on fuel consumption? As opposed to, you know, and do you get charged when you have to go uh, to a public uh, a charging station? What do they charge you? I know um, I know Tesla, they have um, because their own charger network. So there's right. no charge there. Uh, okay. But if you're going to use something like Electrify America or some other thing like that, then um, then you're going to be charged. But it is definitely less expensive than gas. Yeah. Um, well, and just consider the fact that, you know, even though you're, you know, you're, you're, you're cutting back on your carbon footprint by going with an electric vehicle, those charging stations, ultimately the grid that they're charging from is still run mostly on fossil fuels. Right now it is, but it, it what, what they're finding out a lot of the energy companies is it's uh in the long term a lot cheaper to switch over to solar and wind okay. and so that's what they're doing like now it's ramping up very quickly mm -hmm. and it's it's a combination of solar wind and battery so okay. they use the batteries that these large kind of like battery stations to because what happens is during the day you have the sun and at night, obviously, you know, there's no sunlight. And so you need battery in order to store that energy. And so right. um, so it is it is ramping up um, when it's going to fully, you know, tip over so that it's all re renewable. So I, I don't know, but it is going very quickly. Yeah. So, all right. Good to know. So maybe my yeah. next vehicle will finally be electric, which is what I'm really interested in getting. I'm sure it will be. I think uh, within a couple of years, that's pretty much going to be, you know, yeah. it's just going to be so much more affordable. If you um, get a chance, look up the Dodge Challenger. That they, they actually made it into an electric vehicle, and it's an electric muscle car, and it has yeah. it has an actual exhaust. So you can get that uh, throaty engine growl. Right, with, right, right. You know, so they did that. So this way... <laughs> You don't miss out on the muscle car sound and you'll yeah. get and it's faster. Obviously, electric cars yeah. are so oh, much faster things, than combustion. Those, so. Yeah, those things are bullets, man. Oh my god, they it's are crazy. Bullets. Like I've seen uh videos on YouTube where they have guys with you know Teslas and they just smoke all these amped up, you know, hyper performance. Right, uh, you know what, what they call ice cars, you know, internal combustion engines, and they just completely cream oh, they have them, roasted, you know? it. yeah, it's yeah. insane. And so, you know, uh, and then yep. also they the um, because she was interested initially in getting uh, that's uh, my sister. She was interested in getting a um, uh, F one fifty, the Lightning, 
Yeah. Um, that they're actually pretty affordable. The base price is affordable, but then you get it from a dealer and they, you know, add add so much more, you know, to because they know that they're hard to come by. So they're like, uh, gonna add a you know an additional 10 grand or 20 grand or whatever. So right, right. um but yeah. Okay. It's it's gonna happen. It's gonna it is. happen it where, is good. where everyone's gonna get one, you know? It's just yeah, like the, a... it's like it's like your cell phone. You know, remember Nokia phones and all this other stuff, you know, where they were so popular. And then iPhones come in and then Androids come in and they, you know, they got the touch screen and all this stuff. You can watch, you can have video calls, you know, it's inevitable. Right. So, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, that brings Rock us on. to the topic at hand. Um, we go and, from um, something new to something old. Yes, we do. And we're going to be discussing, of course, a horror movie today and uh, maybe some other stuff that we uh, have on the radar. But the topic of today's discussion, and this was Omar's brainchild and something that I haven't seen probably since it came out is... Same here. Sometimes they come back. Sometimes they come back. Uh, the Stephen King adaptation. Um yeah, let's talk about this. So in case you're unfamiliar with this, this uh, I believe it was a made for TV movie. It came out yes. in 1991 yep. and uh, a man and his family returned to his hometown where he is then harassed by teenagers who died when he was a kid. And uh, that's a brief description of it on IMDb starring Tim Matheson, Brooke Adams, uh, Robert Russler. And Rustler, uh, yeah, yeah. And I've seen him before in a bunch of other things, right? Um, yes. What the hell was he in? Um, he oh, was, we, he was one of the guys on Weird Science. He was one of those yes. asshole cool yep. kids. Yep. Um, yep. He was he also plays a, he plays a good asshole. <laughs> he does. He really does because he plays a real dick in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two: Freddy's Revenge, which is perhaps a um a seldom discussed movie it's been popular in the in the zeitgeist lately because of its um you know gay agenda that uh that it's become a little bit more popular it's probably my least favorite uh nightmare on elm street film but he was in that too uh so he's made the rounds in a few movies you'll recognize him when you see his face yeah perfectly cast in, in this movie um I yeah mean, absolutely they, yeah i mean he they made him look like just his, uh, you know, just a very demonic presence, man. Like he really captured it well, you know. He did, and he had this kind of, you know, evil twisted laugh. And you know, he, um, you find out early on that his, the Tim Atherton's brother, his character's brother, was murdered, um, accidentally. But I mean, these guys, um, were killed in the in the resulting, um, you know, scuffle. They stab the brother in the stomach. He ends up dying and their uh, car, their hot rod was on the tracks uh, and a train was coming and they couldn't find the keys to the car. And the train comes and destroys the the, the car and kills these punks in the process. Mm -hmm. uh, so those punks come back to harass Tim Matheson, who's a teacher in Chicago who uh, has an anger management issue and gets into a fight with some students at his high school. And so they decide to return to his hometown and the trouble uh, begins there. So, yep. 
Uh, so you started off, man. This was definitely your idea. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I, I'm always reluctant um, to say that I, I'm I'm all in on made-for-TV movies because they can go either way. You know, they can exactly. go like Night Night of the Scarecrow and and. Uh-huh. And uh, Salem's Lot, where it's right, fucking right. brilliant and perfect and creepy. Right, right, right. And then there's kind of, and I know I'm going to, uh, you know, maybe raise some eyebrows, but the made-for-TV movie It was really kind of, uh, you know, hit or, hit or miss. It was kind of lackluster. And if it wasn't for uh, what's your boy uh, who played Pennywise? Oh, um, ah, oh, dang God, it. I just, damn. I'm getting old. Yeah, I mean that's oh, it, man. We don't. Old, man. It it's must be horrible. It. It's dying. Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, the Tim Curry. It was not uh, not as good. So uh, you, it's you funny, it man. It's funny because uh, as I was watching this, I was of course thinking about it. Um, when I watched it as a kid, it scared the crap out of me. I mean. Tim Curry was terrifying, you know, just certain scenes, you know, it it really was terrifying. But upon viewing it a couple of years ago, I I didn't sit through the whole thing, but I was watching scenes of it. It uh, it didn't age very well, you know, Um, it it, it just and then the ending was super wonky, you know, where where there's the spider creature. And it was like they'd use some, uh, uh, you know old school stop go animation and and um you know which i like but it, it, the thing just wasn't threatening enough you know it just it looked like a spider that with you know glowing parts like an abdomen that was glowing and it, you know it just wasn't really scary at all yeah um, we should probably we should probably down the road review yeah both, it, yeah. both iterations of it. yes yeah and yes. uh i mean you and here's the thing i always find the adults to be the, um to be the lackluster portion yes, like they they're the exactly. ones that that kind of missed the right. mark and the exactly. kids are freaking amazing and it was and, the same situation and the kids are always so much more vulnerable because they're kids no sure. one's going to believe them they're right. you know obviously physically not as capable and um, yeah, I, I, and you're right. I think with both versions. But anyway, let's let's not get into that. Um, well, well, the reason why I bring it yeah. up is because sometimes they come back and it contains Similar. some of those yes. elements, elements, right? Where yes, yes. it's it's the kids versus kids in this, and then they come back, and they're yep. the adults are kind of like paying for the sins of their childhood. Um, yes. You know, the um, as adults, they're they're weakened by um, by their past and the, and the mm-hmm. evils that took place upon them. Um, you know, uh, the adults are are kind of stuck in this situation. Um, there's there's a terrifying force, uh, supernatural force pitted against them. Um, yeah. And so and so, yeah, there are some and it's a small town where these where these right. evils occur. So there are similarities. It's not it's not a similar story, but there are similarities in the storytelling elements. So, yes, and um, yeah, and there's always like one character sort of who um, is tied in very closely with that with that past. You know, in sometimes they come back. It's the one kid who escaped the car crash with the the train. You know, I forgot his name. I forgot the character's name. 
But then uh, I think in it, uh, there was uh, someone who uh, had stayed in the town and also was was closely linked with the original story who sort of is is very haunted by it. Um, right. He was the one who retains yes. the memory for the group. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And exactly. that's similar to the cop who stayed in town and he remembered right. everything and and yeah. was hoping yeah. was hoping Tim Matheson's character would come back so he could reconnect with him and kind of figure things out. Yeah. Um, so I actually um, that. Yeah, there were some parts that were a little wonky, but overall, I, I actually enjoyed it. Maybe not as much as I did back then, but right. I'm going to full disclosure close to the very end. Tears came down, man. Tears yeah? came down. Tears when the came down. When, yes. when his brother. Yes. With the brother. It just came. Okay. It was just so the relationship between them, although it was not, you know, um, it was only covered a little bit, but it was given enough room for you to really appreciate that. You know, he was the older brother. He took care of uh, Ted Mathis's character. And then, you know, and then he dies. And he, and then, you know, with, with the end of the movie, Tim Matheson obviously is much older. And so it was this, just this crazy dynamic of him seeing this brother that was supposed to be kind of his protector and, and adv- advisor yeah. and everything. And so I was like, oh, wow. And, and uh, I, I didn't just tear up a little i mean it was kind of coming down man oh wow was, okay it was emotional I, it I struck really a chord very, it did strike a chord man and, and i was like see, wow last week i was talking about uh pumpkin head and i felt the yes. same way when with lance henriksen and the and the son you know with yeah yeah that yeah. dynamic so you know i mean right. it, it, but that's what you're hoping for even in a horror movie you're hoping for these characters to elicit this emotional response exactly and, I mean, well, that's what you hope. What you hope for with with most Any movies movie. is some emotion, whether it's like extreme happiness and laughter and whatever, or you know, sadness or terror or whatever you know the case may be. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it definitely. Again, some parts were a little wonky. Sometimes the you know delivery with certain things was you know kind of silly. But overall, I just I don't know. There was just something about it that really struck a nerve with me. Mm-hmm. What um what I do like is that it happened 27 years before, and that 27 year time frame is also in the it time you know the story, where right. every 27 years Pennywise and uh, keeps coming back. Um, yeah. So it had that element of you know where this evil is recurring, you know, and uh, so see, they I, I didn't back. realize it was the same number um, of years. Yeah, yeah, 27 years. So that was yeah. like it had that connection too. And and like I said, you know, with the kids trying to fight, you know, this evil force. And obviously in this case, they're basically undead, you know, these like yeah. zombies because right. they're phys- they take physical form. Here's the one thing I'm watching the movie with my girlfriend, and then we stayed mm-hmm. up. We tried to watch part two, which was uh-huh. basically uh, a rehash of part one with different characters. It had yeah, nothing yeah. to bring to the table. So it was like one thirty in the morning. We're like, right. all right, fuck this. this you know, we're, this. we're out of here. <laughs> we go upstairs and we're falling asleep. Right. And we're in bed and, and she's just like, wait a minute. If they had to kill a kid in order to manifest, how did they, they manifest to kill the first kid? Like, how did that happen? Wait, so, what do you mean? So in, in, as each one of these bad kids come back from the dead, they oh, they yeah. kill they kill um 
one of the right, one right. of Tim Matheson's students in order to yes. replace the students. But there's there's that first student who is riding his bicycle and no one sees the the hot rod run him off the road and kill the kid. But how right. does that how do they come back? How do they manifest without without right, having right. a kid killed off first? And so I was like, well, that's a really good point. Like that's a major loophole, number one. But I think that since they weren't seen outside mm. the vehicle and no one was able to see the vehicle except for the kid that they were terrorizing and Tim Matheson, those are the right. only two that saw the vehicle. I said they, they were still this, you know, this intangible mm. ghost right, that, you know, right, that right. couldn't really manifest until the kid was killed. Which yeah. is like, oh, I guess, but it was maybe, kind of maybe. like a thin. It was a loophole, I think. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So there was a big gap in that plot point, but I was like, uh, you know, it's. So See, here's the funny thing is, is until you brought that up, I, I, I didn't even think of it that way. As uh, you know, that someone had to die for one of them to come well, back. And they say Did it they explicit. That? Yeah, they, they, later oh, on okay. in the story, they're explicit yeah. about it. Okay, yeah, okay. because as these students are killed off by these bad kids, these punks from the 50s, uh, the ghosts of these punks yeah. anyway, um, as they do that, they uh -huh. suddenly take seats in his classroom and right, they're trans right. they're transfer students, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so it's um, and they're they're explicit about it, like in order for us to in order for them to come back, they had to replace these kids. They had to kill them in order to replace them. Right, right. Okay, okay. So I feel like it is yeah. wonky. I feel like there's the the acting was a bit heavy handed, which is yes. kind of like par yeah, for the some course. Of, right. Some of the some of the dialogue a little, you know, was was uh was like that. I liked um how you kept hearing the uh the train and it sounded yeah. very demonic throughout. Like she's at one point she's uh you know boiling tea. And then it, it yeah, you know, I it like makes that. the whistling sound. Yeah. And there were yeah, all throughout, it, it would kind of, yeah, stitch the story together was this howling, you know, uh, demonic train that, you know, yeah. that I And liked. even yeah. his uh, his son and his wife come back from, you know, shopping. Like it was, must have been the first day of school or what have you. And uh -huh. they, they were at like, they bought a couch from the thrift store and the kid got a train. Exactly. And it was a like, similar train to the one that ran over those the kids in in the fifties, you know. So, right, right. and you hear the train howling in the background. There's that recurring theme of that of you know this you know unstoppable force that that's you know that's calling back to you know this right. tragedy. Yeah, um, labeled the train was nine nine nine. So I guess oh exactly yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it. This movie is obviously a made-for-TV movie. If you've never seen this film before, I don't feel like there's a. It's not a necessity for me. Like I right, only saw right. this film once. I probably uh -huh. I see I've seen it again only because we were like, let's talk about it. But right. I'm like, you know what? This doesn't really connect with me. This film. There's That's um. Funny. Yeah, like you were talking about dialogue from Pumpkinhead. I had the, yeah. uh, you know, the dialogue in this is a bit off. It's not terrible, um, right? That, and I don't want to cringe, 
cringe moments. Yeah, yeah. there are cringy moments, you know, and the acting yeah. is is not top notch. But there are, you know, there's you're not gonna it's not gonna win any points for any special effects or anything like that. And the right. atmosphere in the film it doesn't elicit the sense of dread or hopelessness, no, you know? No, like I, I noticed one when at one point when the when the you know the kids come and attack his house, um they like there was it wasn't um there wasn't enough tension, like there wasn't a sense of threat, uh a threat that you know, like when they burst through, first of all, you see uh the the main the leader of the gang and his face is all you know all, all zombified zombified but it still it looked so you know it's during the day there's just no sense of of terror and shock you know yeah they're not gonna uh, kill then they don't kill his well i don't want to give it away but you know we speak of spoilers yeah. so pause it here mm. um but <laughs> they don't um they don't kill the wife they don't kill the kid they don't even harm them and right. it's like they're doing oh we're just doing this to kind of you know to bring to draw him out and all and whatnot like if you really wanted to get even you're not just going to kill the students you they break into the house they could easily right. kill the kill the son they could they could harm the wife or you know do something that would make them make the threat seem real like not just right. uh them you know, haunting them, you know, and yeah. then there were some elements that I really liked that I wish they would have played up on it sooner that they could have, right. that they could have played up on. Like they, um, he takes, he gets on a hunch. Uh, he says, well, you know, they're these de demonic, um, entities. They've returned from hell. Let's, you know, I'm going to take the, my wife and kid. I'm going to hide them in the church. And he takes them yeah. to the cemetery. There's a church there and he, he keeps them in the church. Stay here. Don't come out. And they open the door. Right. And they, the little kid hears them. He's like, Oh dad. And he runs. To the, she's like, no, no, don't. And he opens the door and these uh, entities, you know, these, these teens that were killed, they're waiting for them. And she grabs her son before he can, you know, walk out. And, one of these kids, um, you know, these bad guys walk into the church and his and his pant leg that takes a step into the church bursts into flames. And he, you know, they they tumble backwards and she slams the door on them. And I was like, well, that that was cool. You know, that had its right, moment right. of they could have played on this. You know, they could have right, made right. a more interesting yeah. plot point um, and then played off of that. Um, but it quickly just falls to shit because then the kid falls for it again and go and runs outside. It's like, come on, kid, you th are yeah, you that exactly. stupid? <laughs> Is this kid that stupid? I know. I know. And I'm like, you know, it, it's it was just so disappointing. And they're outside climbing on the church. If you're gonna walk through the trash, the threshold of the church climbing on the church and doing whatever it is right. they're doing it's still holy ground you know it's hallowed right, exactly it, yeah, it should still yeah. harm them so it's these inconsistencies in that story and even at the end um you know he calls to his brother wayne and wayne comes to uh to stop them these kids come back with a full knowledge of who they are why they've why they've come back and all this other stuff and wayne who must have been in purgatory who was murdered. You would think that if there really was a God, he would have gone to heaven or right, right. at least if he would have haunted this area, he would have 
it wouldn't have taken much to recall Wayne and he would have been understanding that I was murdered. I'm a, I'm a spirit that hasn't gone on. You know what I mean? So it seemed like he didn't go to heaven, quote heaven. He was in some kind of purgatory, but he had no recollection of who he was, um, why Tim Matheson's character was grown up and why he couldn't come back with him. You know, that these were his grand, uh, his, his nephew and his, and his sister-in-law, uh, none of that. He had no recall, which seemed wonky to me. Like it didn't make much sense in the grand scheme of the plot that these demons, these demon characters returned with a full knowledge right. of how they were murdered, that they killed this kid's brother, that he was a coward, and that they're trying to get even with him. They knew everything about him. They knew his wife. And you know what? They knew everything. And then Wayne exactly. didn't know shit. Because it seemed almost like like uh, two versions of purgatory. Like one that's more hell-like, and then one that's more... Uh, I don't know. Like he, he was just, I mean, it wasn't a heaven because he was still alone, you know, but yeah, and it, you it doesn't a purgatory is supposed to be like, I, my understanding is it is like a neutral place, you know? Is. So yeah. in fact, know, if you go yeah. back to Dante's Inferno, uh, yeah. the, the, the pagan uh, historians, Socrates mm-hmm. and Plato, they were in right. purgatory, but it wasn't a punishment. Purgatory was not a punishment. It was a place where Mm -hmm. you were a good human being that lived a righteous life, but you didn't have Jesus for because he wasn't around at the time. You didn't become punished. You just went to a purgatory and just lived in existence. So it's a way, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that literary you know device. And Mm -hmm. it just didn't make any sense. And these were people who wrote like Planet of the Apes. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek, the undiscovered country boardwalk empire. Um, well, the, but, uh, I mean, Stephen King, I mean, you know, but, no, but I'm saying the yeah, screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how the, like the, I never read the, the actual, uh, was it a short story or yeah, yeah. It was I a think it's a short story. So yeah, I don't know how I, he had it mapped out on the, in the story. I don't either, you know? but I'm going to say yeah. that they fucked it up. Uh, that's yeah, my take Yeah, because uh, being a Stephen King fan, I mean, yeah. there's, you know, there's, um, he, his endings can, you know, be a little wonky at times, but right. he, the meat and potatoes of his story, they're usually fleshed out. You know, they, yeah, there's usually yeah. some, some semblance of intelligence or, or continuity. And I was blown away that like, they just seemed so off putting that. Yeah. Wayne, Wayne comes it, back and. It, yeah. He should have. I mean, I, I think he should have, it could have been maybe more of also a flip where instead of. The, uh, the younger brother, I forgot, uh, forgot his name, uh, Tim Matheson's character, where he's like, you yeah. know, maybe he should have been like, come, come live with me. And then Wayne's like, no, I have to go back where Jim. he knows Jim, uh, where Wayne is like, I had a duty to fulfill. And that, yeah. that was to prevent these guys from, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, finishing their plan. But now right. I have to go back and, you know, pass over. But whereas, you know, instead of being like, oh, I don't know, I just got here, you know. Yeah, I could <laughs> definitely see that. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, man. I just uh, I'm not a fan of this film. I'm not. Yeah. Um, I, but like I said, it has its moments. And, and right, where right. I, 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 there you're right. There are there, at the end. The acting was such where it tugs at the heartstrings, but it just right, seemed right. it seemed to me that it, it was a little forced. 
and uh yeah. and I, di- I didn't have that visceral reaction although i do uh, see where you i do see where you would have um because they talk about all the time this was his big brother you know wayne exactly. was was everything to him you could see like he wanted to go with his brother but his mom wouldn't let him and he's on the stoop crying and wayne's like oh man i come on dude i i got you and he gives him his right. baseball cap and all of these things so wayne was the big brother that I think everybody wished we all had, you know what I mean? Like he was like, yeah, he puts his arm right. around you. He protected you. Wayne was going to get his ass kicked from these bullies. And he was like, Hey, leave my brother alone and run away, you know, like escape. Like he was there to protect his brother, even though he knew he was going to get his ass handed to him. And Wayne was much smaller than these guys. He still fought them. And so right, he was brave right. where Jim was cowardly. And so I get it. You know, he comes back, but the way he, you know, sometimes he comes back. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he came back and it was just, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, come been, on, yeah, man. It could have been yeah. so much more impactful, you right, know? Right, If he If he came back to protect his brother one more time, you know? Yeah, but like have him be cognizant of all of these yeah, things. Exactly. And, 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 exactly. and have intention. And like, purpose. Yeah. yeah, like when you see, um, and I'm, I hate to, you know, recall another film, but Conan the Barbarian, when Valeria mm-hmm. dies, but she makes that right. vow. If you are struggling right. and fighting for your life from the very pits of hell, I will I'll come back from hell to save you. Right. And yeah. she does. Yeah. Do you want to live forever? She right. comes back <laughs> and she helps defeat Conan's enemy or at least blind him so he could recover in time so he can fight hit the rest of the battle. Yeah. And yeah, so true. you'll know, have him come back as not necessarily the knight in shining armor, but I, I was hoping for it to be more intentional. Like you always right, see right. evil is powerful and yeah. good is kind of just along for the ride until at the very end they kind of you know stumble I, into power. I mean I mean he was even praying at one point he stops by his brother's tombstone. Yeah, and he's exactly. Praying. And, and you see the shimmery up, globe, like a, a, portal, a portal, exactly. And and then he's just like lost. But it should have been more like you know, it should have just been like I'll I'll come to I'll come back to save you. I have one more you right. know duty to come and protect my you exactly. know little brother. It just seemed like a anymore, fucking mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like yeah, an afterthought. Yeah, that was yeah more uh, that uh, deserved like a, a rewrite maybe. But, you know, I think so. And or, you want to know or, what's yeah. funny? We uh-huh. talk about this all the time, and I'm like, in the middle of this movie, I turn to Anita. I'm like, you know, I hate fucking remakes. I hate them. Yeah. But this movie, yeah. this movie yeah, deserves a remake. Yeah, yeah. See, remake well, a crappy movie or a movie that hate, almost was. Here's the thing, though, what I worry about is like every time they make a remake, though, it's they always emphasize the wrong things. It's always more about the special effects and of the course. CGI. You know, it's just like. No, <laughs> redo it, but focus on the story. You know, yes, like exactly. Yeah, make it yeah. make it an interesting. Get rid of the wonkiness of the yes, story. Exactly. Get rid of the mistakes. You know, do something more with hallowed ground. Make sure his Wayne is intentional. Maybe he can't speak to him there. He can only speak to him on hallowed ground. And right, so when he goes right. to the the you know to finally visit his brother's tomb, his brother's waiting. I've been waiting twenty seven years for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, exactly. Wayne, what do you mean? You know, like, right, we should right. fucking write the remake, dude. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. 
Yeah. But I'm telling you, like, that movie would deserve a remake because it, they could have, they missed the mark on this. And obviously, you know, yeah. it's a made-for-TV movie. It's bloodless, you know what I mean? You it, you see a little bit of blood, like the kid flies off the, the road, it's kind of bloodless. See, they, it doesn't they, even, yeah, but it doesn't need the blood. I think, it like, you can do a made-for-TV movie, like this one in particular, it's just the storytelling itself. You know, the script and the filmmaking is, you know what I mean? Like, it could have been made for TV. It didn't require that, uh, you know, too much special effects or violence even. Okay. So, you know, I, w I will agree with you. And this is right. something that I want to talk about again. And we're going to read this. We'll discuss this down the road in a future podcast because I want to talk about the, the black phone. And so there's oh, okay. a perfect example of a supernatural film. It's a yeah. horror slash thriller that yeah. didn't that was bloodless virtually uh -huh. no gore whatsoever but they did it so well and there yeah. was such amazing acting and the tension and atmosphere in the movie is a, one of the best modern ghost stories just a really great serial killer story and they did it right and it was yeah. obviously it was a full-fledged you know they threw a lot of money at it but it was a great movie and so right. this movie I'm not saying it needs gore, but I'm saying if you're going to do something, you can't have something bloodless and wonky. You know what I mean? Right. Like <laughs> you, ha you have to give us something that's going to make a horror fan sink their yeah, teeth into yeah. it. And it doesn't have right, to be right. decapitations every scene. But at the same right, point, you right. have to you have to add some atmosphere. You have to make it a little disturbing and creepy in order to make make up for the lack of storytelling yeah, and, and plot right. device you know what i mean so it's, yeah yeah you gotta have something to sink my teeth into otherwise i'm gonna give it what i'm gonna what i'm about to give it so what's your rating on this movie let's how see many, how many how many hot rods are you gonna give it <laughs> I'm, or, uh, or do you want to give it a, a train i was gonna give it a train i was actually gonna okay. give, it an, uh, give it an old a locomotive okay uh, a locomotive exactly an old caboose um so i'm gonna let's see oh, out of five right? <laughs> i'm gonna give it three and a half wow three and a half. yeah yeah wow it's just again there very was generous emotional yeah there was just something very emotional generous about i think yeah. i think your nostalgia yeah. is clogging your judgment it may, maybe it is man <laughs> maybe it is i'm giving it two locomotives and i feel Damn. like it's very generous yeah wow wow yeah all right yeah. okay so this is a flip <laughs> from last week's Pumpkinhead, yeah. and i think yeah. pumpkinhead des deservedly so you know it was would rate higher but you know what this is one of the reasons why i love our dynamic because we talk about movies we're both passionate about it but we come to a table and we're like wait a minute that's not the same movie that I just fucking saw. What right, are you talking right, about? Right, right, right. You know? So, yeah, man. And just everyone should know, like, this is season two. We're coming back. But we'll let people know that we don't discuss the movie. Like, we'll just talk about it, like, oh, you know what I want to talk about? And we talk about what we want to discuss. Or, hey, did yep. you see this? No, I didn't see it yet. Oh, shit. All right, let's watch it this weekend. Let's watch this and we'll talk about it. But we just like, hey, did you watch it? Yeah, holy crap. Yeah, don't say anything. And we don't talk about it until we're recording. And then and then we start to discuss it. So, you you know, like Omar and I don't know what the other has in store. We kind of have an inkling of what the other person might be thinking because we've known each other for a long time. But we really don't know for certain. So when we hear this, that's why I was so shocked at the three and a half. But anyway, yeah. I, I digress. <laughs> so I want to talk about it, even though it's not a horror movie and we're running late. I want to talk about. 3,000 years of longing. So I want you to see that.
Okay. And then, and then maybe that will be an episode down the road, but I really want to talk about it. It's not horror, but it, in my opinion, it's a genre film, even though it seems more like a, like maybe a, a genre story or um, in my eyes, but it's a love story and a fantasy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I'll, you know, touching on fantasy, I have no problem with that. Not yeah, like we that. talk about anything. So yeah, yeah. But I, I just, yeah. I mean, we've discussed it a little bit. I, I thought it was fantastic. If no one else has seen this movie yet, you're doing yourselves a disservice. So to our five fans that listen to this show, <laughs> we really appreciate you, and we hope we, you know, can you know make it more. But yes, go see this movie. It's really just fantastic. And I'm going to post it on our our uh, Instagram as well, which I'm remiss in doing. I've just been super busy. So we have some posts ahead of us. Um, anyway, okay. that's it. I mean, sometimes they come back. Hopefully this movie does not come back again. Um, mm. Don't see the sequel. Sometimes they come back again because mm. it's trash and it's not worth your time. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. This is Cinema Slaughter. I'm Omar Atia. And I am Leonard the Killer Buccellato. Oh, Billy. Oh. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. <laughs> Later. Later.